1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
2: It is the Jr. Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. Thank you to super producer and host Dave Shepard. He's holding it down for us in New York. We're going to be rolling for the next four hours. Hope you had a good weekend, a good Saturday, a good Sunday, a good Monday. I'm going to have me a good Monday night. Somebody having a good Monday night. The Atlanta Braves big comeback tonight to top their series against the Phillies. Somebody having a bad Monday night so far. I gotta take a look at the Dodgers. It's only the top of the third, and the Diamondbacks already smacking them around again. It's three to nothing in the top of the third. And if you paid attention to those games on Saturday to start these series off, Diamondbacks smacked them already eleven to two. Phillies won 3 to nothing on Saturday, but the Braves bounced back big time tonight. We're going to talk about that game momentarily. It's not just baseball going on in the world of sports tonight. We got Monday night football because, uh, yeah, guess what? It is Monday, and so, yes, there is football because it is fall. And right now in Las Vegas, in one of the most beautiful stadiums we have here in this country, the Raiders are currently beating the Packers 10-3. to about nine minutes left to go in the third. I would, I want to say this is an uneventful game. It certainly feels that way. We'll keep you up to date. Devontae Adams uh, playing his former team in Las Vegas against those Packers. Both he and Jair Alexander, uh, a nice little matchup there. And I got to be honest. These are two teams, and eh, for the most part, they're going nowhere. The Raiders are trying to up their record from one and three. The Packers enter into tonight's contest at 2-2, still trying to figure out who exactly Jordan Love is. And so we'll keep you up to date on all of the games going on tonight, both in Major League Baseball and the NFL with Monday Night Football. We had a big weekend of college football and and professional football as well. Oklahoma and, and Texas going back and forth. Oklahoma walking away with the victory. We had USC for whatever reason. Man, Caleb Williams looked like a human being. Uh, The Jets, big Jets win. I don't want to call it a grudge match, but that's exactly what it was against those Denver Broncos and Bill Belichick. My God, Bill Belichick blown out again. Does this man want to retire? Does he want to quit? Are they going to force him out? Are they going to go in a different direction? We got to talk about it. And then a lot of injuries yesterday as well. Daniel Jones continued to get smashed into oblivion, dealing with a neck issue. Justin Jefferson dealing with a hamstring. Anthony Richardson hurt again, this time with a shoulder. Can't stay healthy to save his life. So we got a lot to talk about. Here's the deal. If you want to talk to me at any point over the next four hours, the phone number is 855-212-4CBS. That's 855 855-212- 212 for CBS you can also find me everywhere I am at JR Sport Brief if you follow me everywhere you already know everything that we will talk about tonight Shep how are you good to have you back man
1: it's good to be back JR how are you my friend
2: I'm okay just keeping up with all the games and everything going on uh you know here in Georgia a lot of people hyped about these Braves It didn't uh, start off all that well tonight I mean, well, look. First of all, it didn't start off all that great on Saturday. I think I told you that here in Atlanta, the Phillies beat the Braves three to nothing, and and it wasn't a good feeling for people here today, this evening, this afternoon, when the Braves were already down and basically were being no-hit into the sixth inning, and ultimately the Phillies came back. To or excuse me, the Braves came back to beat the Phillies five to four. They did this about, I don't know, 40, 45 minutes ago, and it was, it was nuts. Zach Wheeler was on the mound. He's pitching a no-hitter. Uh, Cunha is walked, and he's on first base. Ozzie Albies breaks it up with a single to right, and then Trey Turner boots the ball on the return to the infield. And so that allows a runner to score. And now you got the Braves. They're down 4-1. to one. And then they leave Zach Wheeler in the game for the seventh. He hits a two-run home run to make it 4-3 Philly. And then things started to go sideways. Austin Riley is standing around in the bottom of the eighth. And then he hits a two-run home run, taking the lead 5-4. This is courtesy of the Braves Radio Network. Listen.
3: his eyes on the right. Andrew Hoffman, who comes set right at the belt. 3-2 pitch. And he hits a high fly ball, deep left field, back to the wall, and it's gone! <laughs> Austin Riley hitting him where it hurts, and the Braves take the lead in the eighth.
2: At that point, oh man, well, you know what, I'll get to the the scoreless streak by the Braves momentarily. Let's listen to the final call. The Braves go into the ninth with a 5-4 lead. The Phillies got this uh, Bryce Harper guy on the base pass. How did the game end? Listen to it again. Braves Radio Network.
3: Two balls, two strikes, one down. Iglesias looking into his catcher, ready to fire. 2-2. In the air, out towards right center field. Harris going to go back. Harris back to the warning track. He leaps. Michael's got it. He's got it. They fired it in, and it rolls across the infield. Taken by Riley. He throws to the back. They double him off. Ball game over. Braves win. I've never seen a play like that. Oh. Braves even up the series. It was back to the wall. Harris went to the wall. Harper took off. He made a leaping catch of the wall. Fired it in. It rolled past Albies. Backing up the play was Riley. He secured it through to the bag. Doubled off Harper. And the Braves even up the series.
2: Yeah, no way in hell Bryce Harper thought that the ball was going to be caught by Michael Harris Jr. He got it, and they basically doubled it off, and that ended the game. The Braves ultimately come back to win 5-4 after being down 4 to nothing. This is a squad, the Braves. They snapped a 14-inning scoreless streak in that sixth where Zach Wheeler was basically no-hitting them. This is also snapping, or they snapped, a three-game losing streak to the Phillies in the postseason. Let's keep in mind, the Phillies eliminated them last postseason on their way to the World Series. The Braves not even getting a chance to go out there and repeat. And so Austin Riley hitting that big two-run home run in the bottom of the eighth. Hey, the, the Braves beat the Phillies 5-4. to four. Exciting game. It was looking real depressing for everybody up there at, at Truist Park. And the Braves and Phillies will be back in action on Wednesday. You don't have to wait too much longer for that. And so we'll keep you up to date on the National League side tonight as well as the Diamondbacks lead the Dodgers 3 to nothing. I do want to go ahead and mention this. Last night at this time, I'm sitting around. I'm watching the Cowboys. I'm watching the 49ers. It's Sunday night football. In the Bay. And last week, we talked about it a lot. If the Dallas Cowboys can hang in here with the 49ers, at least it would provide them with some confidence that they can hang with them. The team that has eliminated them the past two postseasons. Well, didn't happen. They were smoked. The 49ers blasted the Cowboys 42-10. to 10. They were down, the Cowboys, 21-7 to at halftime. They were down 28-10 to in the third quarter. At one point between the end of the third and the beginning of the fourth, Dak Prescott threw three interceptions on three consecutive drives. Dak finishing the day 153 yards passing to go along with three I N the complete opposite of Brock Purdy four touchdowns. The man is now 10 and zero as a starter for San Francisco and the Niners have won their 15 straight regular season victory. And so if you needed further confirmation from last night, the 49ers are the best team in the NFL right now, today unless they have some massive injury that takes place, I expect the 49ers to win the NFC. I'm, I'm saying it early, and we got a lot of season to go. Somebody will probably get hurt somewhere. But this is what I believe is going to happen. The offense looks crazy. And we can no longer look at Brock Purdy and say, oh, he's he's just a, a result of all the guys he's, he's playing with. Nah, man, he's good too. Yes, having all those weapons and and the kiddles of the world and iukes and and McCaffrey's helps him out, but Brock Purdy is damn good. That's it. Brock Purdy was asked about the offense yesterday after the victory, and this is what he said about it:
0: "Incredibly confident in our offense, and for uh, for our D lineman to get pulled, and I think the." Five minutes left in the third quarter is against a team like that shows that we're kind of on a different level
4: this year.
2: Yeah, it kind of shows that we're on a different level. I mean, they're out there doing schoolyard stuff. They got flea flickers and they 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 punked the Cowboys out there, man. Dak Prescott, he, yeah, he knows he got punked. They got punked. Dak is just like, yeah, we, we got hit. We got hit real hard.
3: Yeah, I guess that, that's a good word in a sense. Um, didn't see it coming. As you said, put everything into this and uh, got punched in the mouth. Um, called a couple of weeks ago, humbling against Arizona. Uh, but this may be the most humbling game I've ever been a part of. Um, felt good about the preparation. Felt good about everything, honestly, coming into this game, matchups. And they beat us in every aspect. Yeah, they, they did.
2: I think this is the same Dak Prescott who before the season was telling everybody, he's like, hey, listen, this go-around, uh, I'm not going to turn the ball over like I did last year. And sure, yeah, he got plenty of season left. He, he may not do it at the same rate, but at the same time, man, how's anybody going to trust you to do anything? I expect, and this sounds awful, it's like uh, a rerun. Sitting down watching the same sitcom that has aired on television for the past 10, 20 years. 30 years, you know what's going to happen because you've seen it a million times. The Dallas Cowboys are going to go to the playoffs. They're going to go in as a wild card because we know the Eagles are better. They'll win the the NFC East. And then the Dallas Cowboys are going to choke. Dak Prescott won't be able to get the big pass. Dak Prescott will throw an interception. Dak Prescott is good. But Dak Prescott ain't good enough. And I mean, damn it, their own head coach, Mike McCarthy, the puppet head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, the man who uh, Jerry Jones will just wake up and decide to fire one day, no time soon, I don't think. Mike McCarthy was shocked as well after the result. Listen to him.
3: I didn't see this coming. Um, I thought their prep was, was good this week. Um, so I thought we had one of our better fridays and saturdays of the year so but i, I think like I've, we've talked about before sometimes you have a great week of preparation and it doesn't go so well And some weeks it's not the best week of preparation you play well so we do not we did not hit the mark at all today
2: how the hell were they all how were they all shocked what is there to be surprised about i don't get it the 49ers been smacking around teams I look at the 49ers roster and I go pro bowler, pro bowler, pro bowler, offense, defense, pro bowl, pro bowl, pro bowl, all pro. I look at a team that's going to the Super Bowl. I look at a team that has kicked the Dallas Cowboys out of the postseason the past two years. What the hell is to be surprised about? 49ers are a better team than y'all, man. that's, That's just flat it. That is all that it is. And I told you, Brock Purdy, look, He ain't going to win every game, okay? 10-0 as a starter to start his career. He's going to lose eventually. He's probably going to lose this season multiple times. It's going to happen. The 49ers are currently 5-0. Am I expecting them to go perfect? No. They got Cleveland up next. Let's see if that Cleveland defense can go out there and slow them down. But you don't throw four touchdowns by accident. You don't not turn the ball over and actually control it by accident. This man is not just a game manager. Yes, he's playing with excellent talent, but he's also a very good QB. And somebody who appreciates him is someone who's worked with multiple QBs. He's supposed to be one of these quarterback whispers. It's Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan likes Brock Purdy.
3: He was really good. Uh, Everybody was pretty good. Um, But... I um, thought he missed one throw throughout the day um, from what it seems like. Just a little behind B.A. in the first quarter on one, and everything else seemed pretty flawless. He did a great job. There's a real good pass rush, some tight coverages. Guys gave him some time, and also the guys made a lot of plays too.
2: Yeah. I expect this to be all season long. There's going to be some days he doesn't look good. There's going to be some average days. There's going to be some bad ones. I think there'll be more good ones than anything. The 49ers come out. And they prove that they are the best team in the NFL. And the Dallas Cowboys let everybody know what, what, what I think was, was pretty apparent. Cowboys had more to gain here. They proved that they're, they're not in the class with the Niners. And maybe this will provide them with some type of motivation. That if, if they have to take them on in the postseason again, that maybe, just maybe, the Cowboys will beat them. Unlikely, though. Unlikely. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to be hanging out with you for the next four hours. We are just getting started. When we come back from break, I'm going to update you on Monday Night Football, this game between the Green Bay Packers in Vegas against the Raiders. We're going to talk some more baseball. And then, you know, I told you the 49ers, they're the best team in the NFL. Who's the second best team? We'll talk about that. We'll get into some college football as well because a couple of teams that look like they were the best, it appears that they are not. I'll explain. It's the JR Sport Brief Show. Happy Monday here on CBS Sports Radio.
0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. JR wants to hear from you. Call him now at 855 212 4CBS. That's 855 212 4227.
2: It is the JR Sport Re show here on CBS Sports Radio. You heard the number. 855 212 4CBS. It's 855 212 4CBS. Monday Night Football, we got a little bit of a change in the score here. As the Green Bay Packers have now taken a lead, thirteen to ten, over the Raiders. A.J. Dillon able to push in a touchdown, and uh, Anders Carlson knocking in a twenty-two yard field goal a few minutes ago. Is about two minutes left here in the third, and let's see if the Raiders can kind of turn things around here. And let's keep in mind, the Raiders are playing at home, but this this does happen to be the uh, the Raiders, okay? It does happen to be the Raiders. 855-212-4CBS. We talked about the 49ers uh, being the best team in the NFL right now without a shadow of a doubt, knocking off the Dallas Cowboys. Final score there, 42-10, obliterating them. I did want to come back and talk to you about the team that I find to be the second-best team in the NFL. They didn't necessarily have the same ass-whooping or hand out one the way the 49ers did yesterday, but they had to do it with some classic defense, especially in the second half of the game. I'm talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. They knock off the Rams yesterday, 23-14 to 14 in Los Angeles. Jalen Hurts, 303 yards passing, a touchdown in the air, a touchdown on the ground, especially one of those uh, patented tush-pushed – Shep, what is it, a tush push? it's a brotherly
5: it's it's a brotherly love shove. push, right
2: it's a brotherly shove
5: brotherly shove, okay yes
2: brotherly shove, a tush push, and there's something else they call it, and I think I could get away with saying those on air well, he got one of those at the end of the first half, and then Philly they weren't able to score in the second half, but their defense did carry them the rest of the way, and these eagles this sounds crazy. You want to talk about the Niners? Let's say this again. The Niners have won 15 straight regular season games. The Philadelphia Eagles have now won 22 of their last 23 regular season games. That is nuts. Okay? Cooper Cup came back, had 118 yards in his return. I feel like he had half of those yards in one drive early on in the game. And so Jalen Hurts, happy that they got the victory, not happy that they couldn't score really in the second half. And he said, man, our defense held it down for us. Take a listen.
3: Just a lack of execution. It's a lack of
2: execution, you know, and I think um, that's something that's developing in itself, um, but that's purely on us and us controlling the things that we can and um, ultimately finding an identity in that area. And so, you know, we, I have no doubt. I have no doubt in that, in that um coming here soon. But it's just a matter of just, you know, being diligent with it. And I think the way the defense played in the second half, I mean, it was, it was outstanding. So, you know, we just need to continue to, to to put it all together. You know, obviously winning is the main thing, you know, and I'll, I'll say that day in and day out. Hey, listen, man, that's what it boils down to. You win some, you lose some. Sometimes it's going to be ugly. Sometimes it's going to be pretty. You got to go ahead and, and, and get them in where you can and i expect them to uh i don't know get in a win their next opponent is the new york jets and i know the new york jets beat denver yesterday it was a close one took a little bit of a defensive uh play touchdown at the end it, it wasn't all that pretty the jets are still the jets and i would expect the philadelphia eagles to go out there and handle them 8552124 cbs it's 855212 C-B-S We got Joe, he's calling from Jersey You're on the JR Sport Brief Show What's up, Joe?
4: Hey, JR, what's up, man? How are Uh, you? Doing all right. thanks, man Uh, Completely agree with you 49ers, the best squad in the NFL No-brainer But here's where we disagree You think the Philadelphia Eagles Are the second best team I think the Detroit Lions are the second best team And I'll tell you why so say if uh, Jalen Hurts happens to get injured, the Philadelphia Eagles have no chance at all. Na- uh, on the Detroit Lions, you can't name a player that gets injured, you know, and they're they're worried about their team. Like they're just the best all-around team, best all-around coaching. If Jared Goff got injured, you know, Dan Campbell will put him a uh, backup in the position and. You know, I just think they're the better all-around team.
2: Yeah, well, we're not talking about think? who who the better all-around team is. We're talking about what things are right now, and as it stands I to as it stands today, I ain't looking at a depth chart. I'm looking at the best teams, and even if we wanted to go by records, Philadelphia Eagles are one of the the few or last two remaining teams between them and the Forty ers who happen to be. Undefeated. If I want to go ahead and look at the the, the schedule of who the Lions have taken on or who they've played against, I mean, they, they beat a powder puff team that has no wins. They lost to Seattle already, and this is not to take away what the Lions have done. The Lions are one of the best teams in the NFC, and if they continue this on, absolutely they'll be one of the best teams in the NFL. But I just told you about a squad that not just this season, but rolling back the last year has won 22 of its last 23 regular season games. And the Lions, in that same span of time, had to flip from one and six to turn things around to go into the postseason. And so, yeah, I I can say that any team that loses a player, and it's not just the Lions, please, don't be thinking that uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to wake up and fix things for them if Jared Goff goes down. But come on, man. I could say that about any squad. Any team loses somebody, they're going to feel it. And we had a lot of injuries in the NFL yesterday. I feel like I got to take a segment to roll through them. Matt Milano goes down to a leg injury in London. Anthony Richardson sprains his shoulder. Justin Jefferson pulls a thigh. Every one of those teams are going to be affected. And so even if we play the what-if game, yeah, the Lions will feel it too. Aiden Hutchinson don't go, don't he goes down, he doesn't play, they gonna feel it. Goff goes down, Tuddy Teddy Bridgewater's not golf. They gonna feel it, man. Today, today, 49ers, Eagles. As simple as that. Nobody beat him yet. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Jason is calling from here in Atlanta. You're on the J.R. Sport Brief. Show us up, Jason.
5: What's going on,
2: JR? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm stoked. I'm happy.
5: I just finished watching that Braves game, man. Whew. I don't know if you saw it, but that was probably one of the best baseball games I ever seen in my life. I thought we were done. I thought it was over. The Phillies were up 4-0, to zero, and we had some of the most clutch hitting and probably one of the best defensive catches I've seen in the playoffs in a while. It reminded me of Otis Nixon way back in the 90s but right Harris time, caught on um, pretty much almost uh, a a game tie hit stewart caught Bryce Harper, off caught him all at first got him out and it ended the game and and i can barely talk i'm so excited well, i just had to Jason, get that off my chest we,
2: man i don't know when you t- well you, you tuned in a little must have been right now we talked about the the game to open up the the show man we talked about it oh yeah i'm late i just i just turned on the radio man i'm i'm sorry man i just I just had to get. I had to tell somebody, man. I was just so, Well, it's a, I'm just so happy, man. It, it's certainly a, a momentum changer, a momentum turner, uh, especially for what the game looked like it was going to be. Uh, yeah. Was I expecting a full no hitter? Probably not. Looking at his pitch count, I think he was up to maybe I don't know seventy in the sixth, and they probably yeah. screwed up by putting him back out there, Zach Wheeler. Uh, putting them back out there in the seventh, so I, I think yeah. things have the has, has turned a little bit, man. Let's see what they do up in Philly on Wednesday.
5: You think they can pull it out?
2: Oh come on, man! Have you seen the offense? Look what they did tonight. <laughs> Look, here's here's what the, the the great eraser is in in baseball, and I know we can. You, you can be damned with it, or you may be damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's the home run, man. If you got to yeah. look for the home run and you can't play small ball, you get cooked a lot of times. But when you can go out there and hit home runs, two two-run mm-hmm. bombs, I mean, look, the, t- the team hit 307 home runs in the regular season. Yeah. So you, you, yep. you're not out of the game when you can hit bombs, man. It takes one swing. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. All right, good luck, Jason. Thank you for calling from Atlanta. People from Atlanta are happy, man. Rico, you're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Rico?
5: Hey, what's going on, JR?
2: How you doing?
5: Man, I'm doing all right, brother. I'm doing all right. Got a quick question, man. Uh, give, me your, give me your top five
2: traveling
5: NFL, best NFL fans. The, the the,
2: the who? How many you want now? Top five. Five? I got to think about five. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd have to put the, the Steelers number one without a shadow of a doubt. Yep. The Steelers are number one. Oh man, there's a there's a crap ton of Green Bay Packer fans in Vegas right now, so I probably put them at number two. Huh? You you help me out. What are the other three? What am I missing?
5: I say, uh, uh, Buffalo,
2: the Raiders, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, Raiders the
1: ca- ca- Cowboys.
2: Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah, that's that's right. That that would be five. You're correct. Yeah. Cowboys I, fans it, it, are everywhere. Raiders fans are nuts. They are certainly everywhere. You see them everywhere yeah. you go, and what was yeah. that other one you said? Uh, Buffalo. Oh yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, they they gotta escape the cold, man. Yeah, yeah. And
5: then I got a two. I got another question to ask. Right? Since yeah. you know
2: everybody had been
5: for like the last few weeks had been, you know, just bashing uh, 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 Justin Thiel and the Chicago Bears, right? So, but at the same time. Isn't it time for is it time for the bashing
2: to to to, to head to New England and and, and Belichick and and, and Mac Jones? Man, where you been? Bill Belichick has been getting slapped around before the season even started. Bill Belichick is he's been getting slapped around dating back to last season. I mean, even his own owner is running around saying. Well, we're not spending money because he don't want to spend it. He hasn't asked to spend the money. I mean, it's it's not it's not looking good right now. But here's the deal, though. When it comes to Bill Belichick, he has actually had success. You will have people who will debate how much of a contributor he has been to the success, which I don't think is, is wholly fair, but he's had success. Now it's just a matter of, is it time for a change? Do we need a new voice? Do we need to start over? Bill Belichick has been here for the past, I don't know, what, 20, 25 years. And so is he going to be around for the next 20, 25 years? Hell no. At this rate, it doesn't look like Bill Belichick is going to be around for another year. Or maybe he sticks around. I have no idea. I just know when you're scoring three points over two weeks and you're giving up 60-plus, das. Ugly. Nobody. No, even Belichick survives that. He gets his ass whooped again. They're going to be giving a pink slip at the end of the year. Only reason that will keep him around throughout the season is because he is still a great coach. He's just old. But you know what the NFL is? What have you done for me lately? And lately, the Patriots look pathetic. It looks sad. They look miserable. You know what? We'll talk about this miserable-ass squad at the top of the hour. When we come back, let's talk about some winners. Let's talk about the team that Belichick hates the most. Let's talk about the New York Jets beating those Broncos. And you know what? Let's talk about a couple other winners. Let's talk about Oklahoma beating Texas. And it took a while. Let's talk about USC. USC won in one regard, but then they lost in another. I'll tell you how. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio.
0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
4: Hey, what's
2: going on, sir? I love the show, man. I wanted to say uh, I've enjoyed your show forever and I've gone through some tough times. Man, your show, I feel like you're my spirit radio personality. I just really enjoy you and I really appreciate it and I thank you for your time. Call
0: in now at 855-212-4CBS.
2: Well, that's nice. Thank you very much. I guess it's better be Better than being called like a spirit animal, spirit radio personality. I will gladly take it. I appreciate you for listening. It's really that simple, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Uh, I told you at the top of the hour, we're going to talk about a loser. I'm talking about now he's a loser. It's Bill Belichick and the Patriots. They're getting laid behind, smacked. They're getting destroyed Two weeks in a row. And right before we went to break, we had a caller just say, hey, man, why, why why, are people not talking about Bill Belichick? People are. People are. Trust me. Especially up in New England, people are talking about Bill Belichick. They are ready, I think, to get him out of there, ready to start over. I mean, they can lose this bad with a bad head coach. Uh, why not just get the process over with? But we'll get there at the top of the hour. Let's talk about some winners. How about this? Before we uh we get to the New York Jets, I told you that USC over the weekend. I guess they are are winners and they might also be losers. Why are they winners? USC, they beat Arizona. They beat them forty three to forty one, but it took them three overtimes to do it. Their defense is atrocious and USC. They might have won the game, but they are not moving up in the rankings, especially the top 25. They have fallen from number 9 to number 10 on the AP 25. And then Caleb Williams, this man lights it up. I expect four and five and six touchdowns every game. He only finished with one and only 219 yards. This man, he didn't look like how he typically looks game to game. In USC, yeah, they're nice if they're going to put you in a shootout, but they can't stop anybody to save their lives. Lincoln Riley, head coach, he talked about their comeback against Arizona. Listen to this.
0: If I give Arizona
2: a lot of
5: credit. I'm not going to make a lot of
2: ex- excuses in any way. They, they uh, played well,
5: played a lot better than us, certainly. Uh, sometimes in the game, I mean, anytime. You know, you go down seventeen to nothing. You got a you got a mountain to climb there, and uh, you know we certainly uh, had a lot of moments where we didn't didn't play very well, uh, certainly in the beginning of the game. But our, our teams fight and resolve to get back and find a way to win that. With some of just the the craziness that happened in this game, uh, I'm really proud
2: of. A lot of teams don't win this game. You heard Lincoln Riley. It was seventeen to nothing in the second quarter. USC. Yeah, they might have won the game, but in in relation to the other teams, top twenty-five, top ten, yeah, they they they're not looking uh top four college football playoff probable, unless that defense turns things around. Somebody who did improve their standing. They're winners too. And they climbed the standings, the rankings. It's Oklahoma. Oklahoma beat Texas 34 to 30. It took a touchdown basically at the end of the game. Dylan Gabriel connecting with 15 seconds left to put them up 34-30 to to seal the game. It was a back and forth game. It was like watching tennis. It was watching ping pong. But Oklahoma comes out on top. They climb the rankings. They move up to number three. In Texas, they fall from number three to number nine. Head coach, Brett Venables, winning the Red River Rivalry Showdown. He talks about how big this victory is against that rival.
0: Been in a whole bunch of, of really, really big games and 15 of these. And um, this one takes a backseat. Uh, doesn't take a backseat to any one of them. Uh, national championships, conference championships, just um, all the scenarios, the moments, the big plays, uh, both sides of the ball, the – Again, the, the things when your back's against the wall and your goal line stands and, you know, hell marries into the end zone, a two-minute drill to go 75 yards with no timeouts, uh, the forced uh, interceptions, you know, to start the game. And uh, they come out and they block a punt. And just I love watching, you know, young people respond um, and uh, to believe. And our, our guys have an unshakable belief. I know that.
2: That's nice. Good for them. They move up in the rankings. Number three, they move Texas the hell up on out of the way. Or excuse me, they jumped to five from 12. Texas fell from three all the way down to nine. So Oklahoma jumps in front of them. They now sit at number five in the top 25. And then the rankings continue to move on. The Georgia Bulldogs right down the road for me. They fell too. They're number 2 right now. The Bulldogs beat Kentucky 51 to 13. 51 to 13. But it wasn't good enough. Michigan is now number 1. Michigan beat Minnesota 52 to 10 and they have just waxed every team that they have faced. UNLV 35 to 7. Bowling Green 31 to 6. Rutgers 31 to 7. Nebraska 45-7, to seven, and the Gophers got God as well, as I just told you, 52-10. to 10. It's a lot of winners. Let's go back to the NFL. You want to talk about some winners in the NFL? The New York Jets winning their own grudge match. This is no Oklahoma and Texas. I don't know who the hell would typically care about the Jets and Broncos, but Sean Payton opened up his mouth, decided to say Nathaniel Hackett had one of the worst potential coaching jobs ever in NFL history and the New York Jets. They came back to beat the Denver Broncos. I loved it. 31 to 21. It looked like the Denver Broncos were going to put an insurance uh, score up on the board. Russell Wilson sacked by Quincy Williams fumbled the ball. It was nice. Sean Payton yelled at him about it. And then Bryce Hall picked it up, scored a touchdown to help basically seal this game for the New York Jets. Nothing sexy about the victory. Brees Hall, 177 yards rushing. The Jets, 234 yards on the ground. Zach Wilson, basically 200 yards passing and an interception. And Russell Wilson, he is now 5-14 and as the Broncos starter. He threw two touchdowns yesterday, but then, yes, he had that sack, that fumble, that ultimately didn't lead to insurance points. It led to a loss. And so after all the big to do about the Zach Wilson and, and Peyton and Peyton saying, Hackett stinks, Sean Payton was asked about it, but he didn't want to talk about it too much. He wanted to say his team suck. Listen,
1: they want to see production and, and that's the business we're in. So we have a quick turnaround. Um, you know, a lot of recovery work tomorrow, a lot of game plan film tomorrow, and then we're on to on to practicing for Kansas City. But this one hurts. This this uh, We didn't play well. We certainly didn't. We started off, I, I thought, fairly well, but we we didn't play well enough.
2: It's like a punishment. They play Kansas City not even next Sunday. They play Kansas City on Thursday night. That score is going to be like, and I know Kansas City not scoring the way they used to. The score is going to be like 50 to nothing. Zach Wilson said, we did it for Nathaniel Hackett. Listen.
4: Awesome. I mean, he's an unbelievable dude. Um, Amazing character. Sounds maybe a little selfish, but I'm glad he's here with us. Um, You know, obviously it's been tough on him, but, you know, I'm glad he's here. And, uh, you know, have a lot of love for him. So whether he said much this week about it or not, I know it means a lot and it meant a lot to this team.
2: Yeah. Even Aaron Rodgers got in on it. Decided to say, yeah, W for Nathaniel Hackett. And so the New York Jets, good for them. They improved to two and three, so they don't look completely pathetic. And the Denver Broncos, well, Denver, they fall to one and four. And this is a great, great train wreck. I love it. I love watching Sean Payton yell at Russell Wilson. I need more Russell Wilson looking miserable. Next time, learn to shut up. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855 212 cbs That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get to your calls on the other side of the break. I'm also going to go ahead and update you on Monday Night Football. Green Bay, Las Vegas, going down in the desert. Somebody asked me what fan bases travel the best. Let me tell you, there are a lot of Green Bay fans in Las Vegas tonight. We'll talk about that. And then on the other side, I told you Denver's 1-4. Is there another bad team? Yeah, it's the Patriots. They got the same damn record. We're going to talk about them, plus your calls, Monday Night Football. We got baseball playoffs, so much more here on CBS Sports Radio. Don't move the JR Sport Reef Show.